Hey, Jibe, Bengan. Peace be to you, brothers and sisters. Can I see Jibe get Ijab go sing that liturgy? Today's December 25, Christmas Day. Then I give them to us all Gang Sang liturgy. Let us observe and remember the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Today, I sing that to us behold Him. Today, our uh, this year's Christmas, our focus and topic is behold Him. Think about that. Go behold Him. Behold, is our Savior. Is that the key too? Last week we talked about part one. Behold Him. He is our Savior. Can I say what? Behold, he is the newborn king. Today, let's look at. Uh, behold, he is our newborn king. He is truly our newborn king. And our text can be found in Matthew two, uh, chapter two, verses one to twelve. Today is a day in the in which the whole world celebrates Christmas. But I've already mentioned this and talked about this many times. There is no way that Jesus was born on December 25. Because during the time, uh, December 25 in Bethlehem, it is freezing. Jesus was born in a manger. Manger is an open open air area. Manger is an open air area. He said that Jesus was wrapped in swaddling cloth. He'll freeze to death. There is no way that Jesus was born on December 25. Why is it that the church has and the world has chosen December 25 as a day to celebrate the, the birth of Christ? During the Roman Empire, it was a date set by the Romans to, to worship the sun. Because that day, it is the end of winter. It, is the, uh, it signifies the victory of, uh, of, of uh, the victory of sun over darkness. So that's why they use December 25 to worship their sun god. When the Roman Emperor Constantine became Christian, he changed uh, this uh, the religion of the Roman Empire into Christianity. For the next 366 years, 336 years, and he officially made December 25 as the official day to celebrate Christmas. They refused to worship the sun god. They said, let's worship Jesus Christ. This was the origin of Christmas Day. So December 25 is not a birthday of Jesus Christ. Think about it. In the 365 days of the year, one of these days is truly Christmas Day. It was the day when Jesus, the King of Kings, came to, uh, came to this world and became man. He became the hope of the whole world. In the, in the Bible, there are the four Gospels. Only two of the Gospels had recorded a Christmas, a Christmas story. It's the book of Matthew and the book of Luke. And the emphasis of Luke is Jesus Christ is the Savior of this world. 
That's why let's look at Luke at chapter 2 verse 11 and 12. Today in the town of David, the Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. There, this will be a sign to you. He will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. His focus, uh, focus is Jesus became man. He became our Savior. But the emphasis of Matthew is different. Matthew's emphasis is this newborn child is our king. In Matthew chapter 2, it mentioned three different kinds of people. The wise man from the east, the king, uh, king Herod in Jerusalem, and the priests and the scribes in Jerusalem. These three different uh, group of people knew or di- different characters knew that the newborn king was born. But they all have different reactions. You know, these three different kinds of people. It can signify, it can symbolize the three different uh, reactions that all mankind has toward the birth of Christ. After listening to this sermon, I want you to think about this. With regards to the birth of Jesus Christ, what kind of reaction do I have? Am I like the wise man? And, or am I like King Herod? Or am I like the priests and the scribes in Jerusalem? With what kind of attitude do I react? to the birth of Christ. Oh, look, let's look at the first one. Herod, King Herod, eh, the response of King Herod. This king, after he learned about the birth of a newborn king, he had two reactions. The first, he was internally disturbed. This was his first reaction. Look at verses 1 to 3. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, the Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. The very initial reaction that he had he was he was disturbed. You have to understand why he lost his peace. Let me briefly introduce who Herod was. In the Bible, he was described as the great hero. Because there, there were a lot of uh, king heroes in the Bible. He was called the great hero. What kind of a person was him? He was not an observant Jew. He was a mix. He was of mixed breed from Edomite and a Jew, uh, uh, from a Jew. That's why the Jewish people were, were not happy towards him. He was, he was not a purebred 
He was supported by the Roman Empire to be the king of Jerusalem. But but he was very capable. He has this very famous architecture. He is a very, very good architect. He would design and, and erect a lot of different palaces. And because he wanted to please the Jewish people, he rebuilt the temple. He was the person described in the Bible as using 46 years to reconstruct the, the temple. But he was such a frightening person. He was very, very cruel. Just he placed much emphasis in his authority. He was afraid that his position might be overtaken by somebody else. You know this person? He, with his own hand, had killed his own wife. And he had killed his own son. Because he had the suspicious uh, suspicion that his wife and his son is conspiring to overthrow him. That's why there is a Jewish saying, We rather be Herod's dog than his son. That's why we know that he was such a cruel person. When you, when you keep on reading and studying Matthew chapter 2, because he wanted to kill Jesus, he made a decree and he made a law to kill all the babies two years old and below in Jerusalem. He was such a cruel person. After you know this background, so when you heard about the news of a newborn king, his first response was he was disturbed. I'm sure all of us now understand. Because somebody now is told him there's a newborn king, there was a king who's a newborn. How can there be two kings in this nation? Of course, it's natural that this newborn king will uh, take my position. That's why he lost his peace. But if you study, if you read more, since he knew who the newborn king is, look at chapter 2, verse 4. When he, Herod, had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. He did not ask where the newborn king will be. But instead he asked where the Messiah will be. Uh, the king is, uh, Christ is a uh, Greek, while Messiah is, Jew, uh, is a Hebrew term. All of the Jewish people, they were very clear about one thing. Because they all knew that one day the Lord will raise from among the Jewish people a Messiah. And what is the purpose of that Messiah? 
改变嘅宝座。He will reestablish the throne of David。这是当中犹太人所盼望嘅呀。This is the hope of all the Jewish people。虽然这个希律唔是纯正嘅犹太人。Even though、uh, Herod was not a purebred or pure-blooded, full-blooded Jewish person， 佢系只播犹太人啊。He was only half Jewish。所以都知啊，这样嘅事。He still know about this thing。Messiah 是犹太人来盼望啊。The Messiah is the hope of all Jewish person。按你嚟讲我。应该真快得着啦。Shouldn't he be happy about this？ 哎呀，咱所盼望嘅弥赛亚实在来咯啊！感谢主。The Messiah that we hope for is here。但是伊无快意。He was that happy。你心内不安。Because he was disturbed。为什么 ？Why？ 原因只有一个。There's only one reason。伊唔甘愿放落家己嘅宝座。He was not willing to give up his throne。同我人讲，一个蛇无做坑人只老虎啊。There cannot be two. There cannot be two tigers in. In、uh, in the mountain. 简单嚟讲，我就先咪弯刀吓。Because they will、uh, they will be jealous of each other. 会好白人白人冇一白人比佢高啦。They don't want somebody to be better than them. 嗰个嗰个清楚环境，因为里面冇听。In、uh, to put it more clearly, they, he had no love in his heart. 佢冇听弥赛亚。He does not love the Messiah. Imagine. Just imagine. 嗱，我知你。One day. 有人嚟讲一句话。Somebody will tell you. 哎呀，你知阿不？ You know, your son is more handsome than you. Your son is more capable than you. Let me ask you: Will you be angry? If you're angry, it's probably because you don't love your son. You're envious of your son. You will not be angry. You'll be so happy. We thank God. Why? Why? Because you love your son. You will not be jealous of him. The same way. King Herod. When he heard of the newborn king, he was so disturbed. Because he was afraid. He was afraid that that this newborn king will displace him. So, so, that's why he had this second reaction. He rejected Jesus. Look at verses seven and eight. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, "Go and search carefully for this child, and as soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him." He called the wise men secretly to him. He was probably yeah, because everybody knew he was planning something that is not good. There was a problem with his motive. He said to this wise man, "Go and look for this new king. After you find him, come back to me." Why? Because I want to know where he is, and I want to go and worship him. Oh yeah, that's not true. The wise man brought with them gifts to worship. But Herod will bring with him a sword to kill that、uh, to kill Jesus. He has determined in him to reject Jesus. But to put it simply, to this to be disturbed is Herod's internal reaction. To reject Jesus is Herod's external reaction. Herod is a person. Herod described、uh, is representative of this kind of person. The person who wants to sit in his own throne. He wants to be the master of his own life. He 
He refused to turn over the lordship of his life to somebody else. And he probably would ask, what's wrong with that? Life, my life is my life. Is it wrong for me to want to be the master of my own life? Look at what the Bible tells us. In Proverbs 14 verse 12, there's a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. Dear church, the path that we are going on in our life right now is a path of destruction. God does not want us to be doomed. That's why he sent his only son to this world. Because he wants to save us from this path of death. That's why Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Only those who accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Only as their Lord and King, only those people will have true hope in their life. I know. We want to be free. We want to be independent. But let me please remember. You have to be free and you have to be independent in the truth. There is a boundary. There is a demarcation line for freedom. If, if, there's, if your freedom has no boundary, it's not freedom, it's suicide. Imagine, Just imagine. You're driving down the highway. There are speed limits set for, for how fast you can drive. You drive faster than 100 or 120 kilometers per hour. You want to be free? I want to drive 200 kilometers per hour. That's not freedom. That's death. One, I have once have conducted a memorial service for young men. This, this person drove in the highway. He drove 200 kilometers per hour and he had an accident and he died. How would you know that he drove 200? You know how what this young person did? He took photos. While he was driving 200 kilometers per hour, he took a photo of himself, his selfie, and then he showed it, posted it. So he met an accident shortly. And he died. And I was requested to hold a memorial service for him. It's a very difficult service for me to conduct. That's why I said if their, their freedom has, is not based in the truth, then it's suicide. Herod rejected Jesus as his king because he wanted to be his own king. In the end, that's why he walked down this path of death. How about you? How about you? May the Lord help us. We have accepted Jesus as our Savior, as our King and our Lord. Let's not remain on our own throne. Stand up. 
Allow Jesus to be the king and the Lord of your life. He will lead you down the path of eternal life. This, is, this was the first reaction. This was the reaction of King Herod. It's the reaction of those who reject Jesus Christ. Look at the second kind of person. The chief priest and the teachers, teachers of the law. In chapter 2, verses 4 to 6, when he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem in Judea, they replied, for this was what the prophet had, has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means last at least among the rulers of, of Judah, for out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. When he heard that the newborn king and the king had been born, and he knew that this newborn king referred to the Old Testament Messiah. So he called the scribes, he called the chief priests and the teachers of the law. These were religious leaders. And they spent their whole life studying the Bible, writing the copies of the Bible, teaching the Bible. So they were very well versed with the Bible. So they know where the Messiah will be born. So, so King Herod asked them, hey, where, where, where will the Messiah be born? You have to admire this person. Because they answered, they answered quickly and accurately. Where? In Judea and Judea and Bethlehem. Why? Because that's what the Bible tells us. Seven hundred years ago. Seven hundred years before Christ was born. Prophet Micah had already prophesied. In Micah chapter five verse two. But you, Bethlehem Ephatra, through you, though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come for, for me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origin are from of old, from ancient times. I believe a lot of Christians don't even know where the book of Micah can be found. But these people are very, very, uh, very um, uh, amazing. They memorized it. They immediately responded to the king in Judah and Bethlehem. But what's strange, when you study, when you read more, they know the newborn king has already been born in Judah and Bethlehem. But none of the chief priests nor the teachers of the law even made the trip to visit the king. king. You know, from uh, Jerusalem to Bethlehem, it's only five miles. It's a very short journey. Nobody even attempted the trip. They knew. 
But they remain in Jerusalem. It's like they felt it, but they, yet they remained passive. This word, uh, this word in Chinese is very meaningful. The word uh, means feeling and action. When you truly move, you will feel it and you will act on it. That's what, uh, what, that's what truly, the, the meaning of the word being moved. These people, these uh, chief priests, these t-shirts of the Lord, they only felt it, but they remained passive. These uh, the priests and uh, teachers of the Lord, they represented a second kind of people. These are the people who did not reject Christ. They felt good about Christianity, but they remained passive about it. They have a good impression of Christianity. But if you ask them to act on it, they refuse. Yes, they refuse to change. They are afraid of changes. Even though they felt that Christianity is good and it's reasonable, but they refuse to act on it. They refuse to accept it. Because they are afraid of the, the uh, complications that comes with it. There are people who are truly like that. In fact, they come to church often. And they felt like uh, what the, the message is being preached here, the sermons being preached here, they, they are very reasonable. But if you ask them to make a decision to act on it, they won't, they won't do it. But in reality, to, just, uh, to believe in Jesus is not for you to change your religion. Because no religion can save anybody, including Christianity. If you think that just by being a Christian you'll be saved, then it's wrong. Because Christianity cannot save men. That's why we have this very uh, famous saying. We are not saved by religion, we are saved by a relationship. A person who truly believes in Jesus is a person that has established a relationship with Jesus. He acknowledged that he is his Lord and King. In Psalm 23 verse 1, the Lord is my shepherd. If you change the, the word I, my to your name, the Lord is Jeremiah Chung's uh, Savior. The Lord is Daniel Goh's Savior. 
将你名记落起来。If you can put your name in in place of the word my, 以色列救主 ，He is your savior. 以色列 shepherd, He is your shepherd. 以色列牛 ，You are his sheep. 以色列家里 ，You are his child. 这个就救恩 ，That is salvation. 所以救恩就是你跟这个上帝有关系 ，relationship. Salvation means that you have a relationship with the savior. 顶摆我最近见证。Like in the past, I've made this、uh, testimony. 做咩见证你知唔知？ You know what testimony was this? 这个就系 balut， called the balut. Balut 嚟见证。This is my testimony about the balut. 刚才有人冇听到嗬。Maybe some of you have not heard it. 你知唔知我讲我用呢个见证后来传到一个人信主啊 ？Because of this testimony of mine, I've brought somebody to the Lord. 我嘅讲正大事。I would like to share with you. 我讲我多人去呢边嘅时阵咯。When I initially came to the Philippines, 啊，去呢边嘅食，每两个差不多，差不多啊，单都食啊。I've tried almost all the different dishes that can be found here in the Philippines. 只有这个物件，我唔我唔唔唔加食，唔爱食。There was this one dish, this one particular food that I dare not eat. 就是白肉 ，It's 白肉。咁啊唔加食伊呢 ？Why is it so？ 因为我头一摆爱食嘅时阵，头一摆啊 ，the first time，the first time I tried to eat it。我啃过一次阵啊。When I open it，actually， 佢哋佢哋只贴只个鸭我哋里面啊。This is what this was exactly what I saw。所以我夸到我。When I saw this， 哇，我唔加食就嚟咁唔加食。I dare not eat it。From that day on, I refuse to eat balut. But after a few years, but after a few years, one year, we had this summer camp in the church. Remember, we went to Pakistan Han. We we went there and joined their summer camp. I was one of the speakers there. I was I was the one assigned to preach the closing ceremony. You know what's amazing? After the sermon, burn out. We lost power. There was no electricity. But it's okay because we are done with. We are concluded. Suddenly, Boloku, this 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 guy, this guy, there was a deacon who came. He brought a basket of balut. He brought a basket of balut. And he said to me, "Said pastor, this is Pasahan, no, 出名的 balut 啦 These are the famous balut of Pagsanghan. Good, no, cha la. They are he's very good. 哎呀，我听到 balut 啦 When I heard the word balut, I was sorry. I said sorry. 我我唔我唔会食 I will not eat it. 你讲干啦，我唔会食 And he said, why not? I said I I don't want to look at it. Hey, I go mukso ah. I said pastor. Brown out ah. It's brown out. No power. There's no power. You cannot see it. You cannot see it. You cannot see it. It cannot see you. Just try it. And I said, I think about it. Yeah, well, there's.、Uh, it's reasonable. So I tried it. And it tastes very good. And from the day on, I started eating balut. One time during、uh, worship service, I made this testimony. You know why I shared this? A lot of people. They don't want to accept Christ. Because they heard a lot of different kind of news. I said, why don't you try it? Just try it. Try, come taste and see the goodness and the blessing of the Lord. Try it, eat it. You, 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 you
And only then can you decide whether you want to eat it or not. Just give it a try. Just give Jesus a try. Then after that, you can decide whether you want to accept him or not. I did not know. There was this grandfather who were was among the congregation. It was the first time for him to attend church. You know why he came? Because it was the, the child dedication of his grandson. So he came. So after hearing me preach, he went back home. And he said to his wife, he said the pastor preached a while ago and he sounded reasonable. Let me try. Let's go and try. And I cannot imagine from that day on, he came every week. He was never late. Even before others came, he was there. We thank God. After maybe a couple of, couple of years, I was the one who baptized him. You know, he never departed from church until the day he passed away. And I was the one who officiated his memorial service. If you did not try, how would you know? The, the teachers of the law, the Pharisees, they know in their mind. But they did not act on it. They did not try. That's why they lost this opportunity at salvation. How about you? How about you? Why don't you try it? The third kind of uh, people it's the response of the Magi. Look at the first uh, verses 1 and 2. After Jesus was born in Jerusalem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw a star when it rose and have come to worship him. Let's look at verse 11. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. They opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. No, no, no. According to the tradition, we say there are three wise men who came from the east. But in the Bible, there's no record that there were only three. They said it's a group of wise men. Maybe because of verse 11, there are three different kinds of gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. So it was presumed that each person brought one gift. So they concluded there were three wise men. Maybe that's the case. Maybe that's not the case. I don't know. In Chinese, it's called scholars. But in English, it's called magi. But these are not uh, scholars with PhDs. But it refers to people with high education. These are people who know so many different things. And more accurately, they are probably uh, astronomers. Because they saw 
the uh, star rose. And for them, it signified uh, the birth of a newborn king. When we look at the stars, we don't know what it, meant, what it means. Because they are specially educated, they have special knowledge. So most likely, they are astronomers. So after they found out where the, uh, that there was a newborn king, they only had one response. Come to worship. They come to worship him. They came to worship this newborn king. In chapter 2 verse 11, they truly bowed down and worshiped this newborn king. We come to worship him. From from uh, chapter two verse two, they said we came to worship him. Two at eleven. In two and eleven, chapter Sit two verse eleven. Bow down worship. In chapter two verse eleven, they truly bowed down and worship. So they were not only they not only felt it, but they acted on it. They were truly moved. So worship. Jesus. They only had one purpose and not one objective in going for That's to worship Jesus. And what kind of people are these uh, wise men or magis from the East? They're probably most likely Persians or Babylonians. How can they travel from the East, from the Far East to the Middle East? But most importantly, they have the star as their guide. This was a star that guided them from the Far East to the Middle East. From Jerusalem to Bethlehem. And from Bethlehem to precisely where Jesus uh, was born, was, was living. You can see that uh, the star is kind of like the ways that we're using when we drive today. Isn't it that we use the ways app, app when we drive? It'll teach us, uh, it'll teach us where to, to go. Whether we'll, we'll be turning left or turning right. God has a star. The star had led the Magis from the Far East to the Middle East to Jerusalem to Bethlehem. And why did God use a star? Because these people were astronomers. And I discovered something special here. That God will use different methods, specific methods, personalized methods to bring people to Him. Maybe there are people who, because of the difficulties or problems in their family, maybe financial difficulties, maybe because of sickness, it became the reason why they came to know the Lord. That was their star. You know scientists? When they, uh, when they are uh, researching science, they saw this natural, uh, the amazingness of this uh, natural law and order of, of nature. They believe that there is a God in this world. And, the, and they conclude that they will uh, trust God. I know of a doctor. You know how he came to know the Lord? 
That's of one Bible verse. It's Psalm 139 verse 14. Because I am Truly, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. That's why he, he searched and looked for the Savior. These experts, because of the things they know, they came to know the Lord. You know, recently, we are facing COVID. Of course, right now we have different symptoms. It's becoming uh, milder. You know, in the past, when we have COVID, we often would, uh, it will affect our lungs, we'll start, start coughing. You know, something amazing happened? Our body, there are different kinds of hairs. Here in our head and here all over our body. Our eyebrows. You know, all, all our hair um, are pointing downward. That's the same with our hair. Are there people who were born with naturally spiky hair? Of course not. Unless you put gel and you, you make your hair stand up. So, so when you look at people with their hair, it all uh, grows downward. But you know, inside our body, there's a kind of hair it truly grows upward. You know where it's found? In our throat. There are some hairs that are there. And these hairs are all pointed upward. You know why? You know why? It's to help us when they are phlegm for us to be able to hawk out our phlegm. You know why? Because these uh, here would push up the phlegm. So when we have itchy throat, we will be able to expel the phlegm. Imagine. Just imagine. If all the hair were, were pointing downward, when you have phlegm, you cannot be able to expel it. You will just keep swallowing it. Your lungs will be filled with phlegm. You will not be able to breathe. You will not die in COVID. You probably die in a different way. You know how amazing, you can see how amazing God is. Just imagine. Because of the amazing creation of our body, it brought a doctor to the Lord. That's his star. There's this elder person, this grandfather. You know, I came to know the Lord. His star is his grandson. He loved his grandson. And he would often speak with his grandson. One day, the grandson said to the grandfather, during their playtime and their conversation, the grandson suddenly said, the grandfather, you have to accept Jesus. 
Because we will not meet in heaven one day. That's the, that's the only thing he said. He said, Grandfather, in the, in the future we will not meet again. If you don't accept Jesus Christ, we will not meet again. Because of that, that, that Grandfather gave it a lot of thought. So he followed his son, his uh, daughter-in-law to the church to worship. The first question he asked himself is, if I accept Jesus Christ, would I truly go to heaven? Why? Why? Because I want to be with my grandson. Don't thank God. God used his own method, his own way to bring that person to salvation. What am I saying here? In the midst of our life, God will use different kinds of star in our life. Maybe it's something to do with what we know. Maybe it's something, it has something to do with the, our line of work. Or maybe it's something, it has something to do with, with what frightens us. There are people like that. There are people who are afraid of death. But because of that reason, they want to seek eternal life. May the Lord help us. I don't know what method God is using to lead you. But please remember, we have to be like these wise men. We, we follow the star God has given us to the newborn king. King Herod rejected Jesus Christ. These priests, these teachers of the law, they felt the, the birth of the Christ, but they refused to act on it. But these wise men, they came from a faraway place specifically to worship. In the end, only these wise men were the ones who found the newborn king. How about you? How about you? It's my hope that this year is the year that you will find the newborn king. That he'll become the savior and lord of your life. You will be completely different for the rest of your life. May the Lord bless you. May this Christmas may be a Christmas that you will be receiving God's blessing. Come to worship Him. And come to worship Him. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Through Matthew chapter 2, through King Herod, the Pharisees, the chief priests, the teachers, and the wise men from the East, it teaches us how we can know you, Lord. We don't know what type of person we fall under. Are we like King Herod? Do we reject you, Lord? Because we refuse you to be our Lord. Or are we like the chief priests or the teachers of the Lord? That we have this head knowledge. How good Christianity is. How good coming to know you is. And we refuse to act on it. Or are we like these wise men from the East? Come to worship you. That we come to worship you. There's only one reason. That we will come 
and seek you and know you. Because the Bible tells us and promises, Lord, that those who will look for you will find you. Those who knock, their doors will be open. May the Lord help us that this Christmas that all of us will be like these wise men from the East that will seek this King that we will receive this King that we will worship the King and we will have transformation in our lives. May the Lord bless all of us. This is our prayer with thanksgiving in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Next week is January 1st. It's the first day of year 2023. We also have, we will continue to have worship time. Next Sunday. Next Sunday. We will start a new series. Let's look at the uh, book of uh, Joshua. Joshua. Joshua chapter 1. Let's look at Joshua chapter 1 next week. It's a new beginning. It's truly a new beginning. From, for Joshua, it's a new beginning. For us, it's also a new beginning. Because it's the first day of the year. So, next week, let's use the first day to worship our Lord. See you. See you. Next week. God bless you.